Welcome to Charm the Water. My name is Aaron David, and thanks for dropping by. This is actually the second show I'm recording this week. I mentioned I was going to do these more often, but uh, this is very casual. Just me recording on my phone as the uh, the notion strikes me. Um, and I wanted to offer up an experiment uh, for people to do if they are of such a mind and this is uh, something that uh, came after I guess you would call it a wave of magical current (laughs) I guess I could put it like that Uh, and specifically has to do with the HGA, uh, the Headless Right, uh, Lieber Samic, uh, specifically. And, um, let's see here, what else? Uh, Ganesh, and, uh, another name, uh, that was, came through the ghost box of all things, of my personal HGA. And that's how it happened after Lieber Samick. Uh, this wasn't all that long ago. And then after that, this big experience with Ganesh and a realization that uh, the first Mercury initiation had to do with something that would be described as Ganesh. And I think it's really interesting if you look up the Wikipedia page on Ganesh. Uh, Ganesh is uh, considered uh, lord of this semi-divine goblin race and uh, for me that corresponds with uh, air and earth uh, if that makes sense Eh, it's difficult to talk about these things but I guess I could put it in that once I got the angel's name uh, through, the, <laughs> through the ghost box, which makes sense given my uh, fondness for the ghost box and my work with it over years now. Um, so upon getting the name, I started intoning the name with the pentagram ritual which uh, was the first ritual I ever did, I think. Um, And certainly the first one I ever memorized in detail. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's the first one I performed. Uh, And I remember being freaked out after I did it. And uh, it's a ritual that uh, I can think of as like building the Buddha field within and um, the diamond body yourself yourself on the mental plane uh, filling that out uh, with a placeness a place of being and uh, this is something you do daily by placing your being there so it's very fundamental to my own practice and is something that comes off of the page as this, this quirky ritual uh, from 
the Victorian age or whatever. Uh, I think it came from a prayer. Uh, some was it Levi? I don't remember exactly now. Uh, at one point, I knew. <laughs> but um, anyway, I'm getting uh, lost in details here. Started intoning the name of the angel uh, in the pentagram ritual, uh, much like Crowley suggests doing with Iowas, and uh, almost immediately got results. And when I say results, um, another thing Crowley says is like when you practice, you're going to get really weird things happen and that has certainly been true for me uh having the visions that I've had uh two um I guess from the the Vedic or Hindu like uh pantheon uh, the first was Kali and now Ganesh appearing as uh almost well coming in from the east as I intoned uh, the archangel name uh, Raphael and seeing Ganesh's form there and uh, Kelly actually experiencing Uh, well she just she was laying next to me we were in the dark and she's like did you feel that and of course I was in the middle in the middle of astrally performing the pentagram ritual silently and uh, she's like did you feel feel that and she was like the atmosphere of the room just changed like something arrived and I was like wow that's really cool and uh, that sort of broke the the vision but before that I had this very clear image of Ganesh and uh, didn't know a lot about Ganesh I've learned a little bit since totally makes sense uh, the correspondences with me earth and who Ganesh is and uh, it just totally made sense and uh, after that I uh, just as a kind of out of curiosity drew some figures in the air in the dark and neither one of us could see each other we're still laying in bed and I had heard of people doing this before I think what I heard was some magician was giving a lecture and uh, before the lecture had started he had drawn uh, a pentagram above in the back of the room uh, on the ceiling or back wall and uh, there were people in the audience who were aware of the pentagram being there and this is of course like astral sight or whatever you want to call it but they, they were aware of it being there and so just out of curiosity that night after this incident we were still laying here and I drew a green pentagram in the air and I asked I said what do you I said tell me like what you see 
and she took a few seconds and then Kelly was like a uh, green star and I was like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> you gotta be kidding me and uh, I did like two or three more experiments and she nailed every one of them and then the last experiment I kind of like every time we do this kind of work it like gets to the point where like it's almost too much and you don't want to push into it anymore (laughs) but uh, the last one she was shown something that probably didn't mean much to her but it did mean something to me Uh, kind of like uh, I don't know but it just kind of like was obvious from that alone that however her psychic stuff works which she's like off the charts she's called people and told them stuff multiple times since we've been together uh, multiple times just detailed stuff and I'm like and then it comes true like a few months later and the person will call back they may have thought she was crazy or something but like you know this is just like a normal thing almost uh But what she said, it kind of informed me that it's not consciously her, but something informing her consciously, if that makes sense. And of course, you know, the Egyptians had, I don't know how many parts of the soul, uh, even down to... Jungian psychology, we've got the anima, animus, uh, shadow, uh, higher self, or whatever. There's, we still have those different parts of the soul around uh, those notions. Christians believe in a three-part soul, uh, etc., etc. But I don't. It, it just kind of like was again, like the first time we stepped in the circle together. And uh, she, it was this huge experience and it was detailed in the Peacock Goat Review, which is not available anywhere anymore. So if anybody out there has one, congratulations. Uh, But uh, it was written up in that, our first like official scrying session, which was pretty intense, so much so, I believe it was our last scrying session. It was just a bit much. Uh, but afterwards, uh, did the banishing ritual, and she said, he says that no matter what you do, they're still here. <laughs> and that never quite <laughs> leaves the back of your mind. <laughs> And with the experiences that happened there in Mars Hill when we were there, and now that we're with my mom and she's in hospice, the stuff that's going on here, uh, just after so many years of being involved in this, you just got to be like, yeah, uh, there's stuff, you know, we can't see that are very aware of what we're doing. And that's just the conclusion that I have reached and wow this is not going to be a short show is it I uh I'll try to get to the point here with the experiment I am so lost within Lawrence Sternian wheels within wheels um it's not ADHD flaring (laughs) uh 
let's see here. Okay, so that experience that I'm telling you about was about Ganesh. And uh, I believe it was the night after, maybe the next night, uh, I came and was laying in bed. I was by myself and I just kind of closed my eyes, resting, and didn't have the TV on or anything. And this vision plays itself uh, out. And what I saw, it looked like a Greek face, um, dark background with golden uh, people and stuff. Uh, So what I saw was a wall and a man in front of the wall. And then I saw this black circle like something out of Zelda or something uh, it floated over the wall like a UFO like it was a flat black circle and it floats over the wall and something drops from the black circle and I see that it's a small really colorful Ganesh statue and then that's it (laughs) the vision ends and I open my eyes and uh, I go about uh, finding a Ganesh statue I now have one and uh, I believe it's the perfect Ganesh statue uh, very similar to the one I saw in the vision and uh, so with that stuff, with getting the HGA's name, uh, intoning it, and then the Ganesh stuff going on, uh, all of this stuff with like electricity uh, just kind of took a hold of me. And uh, the sort of consequences of that are still ongoing. But the one thing that I want to share that's ready to share uh, is uh, if you have a temple space uh, or a small altar uh, this is what I want you to try uh, or anything like that like a, a special place of spirit that you go to sort of focus in on on that uh I have an outside shed, like fully dedicated uh, temple space with a uh, double cubicle altar in there. And basically that's it other than the circle and trithemian table of practice and uh, a few other things. Uh, Very minimalist. Um, Outside of that, shed uh, I took a compass and nine feet circle marked north, south west and east and then I took a post hole digger and dug dug holes and at the time I had no idea what I was doing this is what trips me up (laughs) I had no clue 
what I was doing or why I was doing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so I erected these, these, uh, I guess they're iron poles. And, uh, then those were up for a few days and I was like, well, okay, like, that's cool. Uh, but I didn't really, you know, have a, a clue what I was going to do with it or what, you know, what the plan was. So, uh, then after, you know, each day intoning the angel's name and stuff, uh, I start messing around with an earth battery and, uh, long story short, I, uh, took a copper pipe about, uh, about a foot long and, uh, probably maybe half inch diameter and a zinc, uh, bolt, roughly the same length, big, long bolt. And I drove them into the ground uh, right in front of these four poles. Each pole got a copper pipe and a zinc bolt driven down beside it. And uh, on the top of that copper and zinc, I uh, soldered, uh, I used stereo wire. You could probably use any kind of wire that's conductive. And, uh, I put the other ends, so like a positive and negative, what's happening, uh, that's generating a volt. Just those two things being in the ground, they just, uh, generate a volt. Like there's play of electrons in between them, something, blah, 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 I don't know. And you can get about a volt coming off of that. DC, of course. Uh, so I took the uh, speaker wires from each of those uh, copper pipes and uh, zinc bolts on each of the four quarters and brought them together. So that's four volts all together uh, coming in and hooking them to the. Uh, Double, cu- double cubicle altar. Uh, and I hope that like made sense somewhat. So going over it again, uh, I took about half a foot, foot long piece of copper and a zinc bolt, roughly the same length. And you can just drive those into the ground and, uh, a wire you can even just wrap it around the tops and not solder it uh, and you'll get a volt from that being in the earth so uh, you can replicate this with the ice cube tray and smaller zinc bolts and smaller wraps of wire and each uh, square of the ice cube tray will act like a cell and that can generate Uh, depending on the makeup of your soil and if you add something like vinegar or um, Epsom salt or depending what you add 
you could increase that voltage. I've gotten it up to around 7 volts, but it doesn't quite sustain itself. Uh, and it has to uh, be wet. And this is the issue with uh, DIY batteries. Uh, they uh, like this. But uh, if you don't want to use earth, uh, you can do... This is what's so cool. Uh, you can do uh, water battery or you could do an air battery or you could do a uh, fire or sun solar battery uh, so you've got all four elements right there that's like just amazingly fantastically cool I would think for anybody into uh, the magical stuff. And I can give you my theory on why I did this. <laughs> I'm still not really sure. But my theory is uh, the earth uh, is something... Very much tied to uh, Ganesh and his office, uh, and those uh, they're called uh, half or semi divine um, goblin people, uh, something like that. To me, it sounds like earth gnomes, uh, but anyway, uh, in my mind, that's what it would correspond to in the West. Uh, but uh, my theory is that this is generating essentially what would be um, uh, a I'm trying I want to call it sacrifice. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, oh my God! What is the word I'm looking for? I have gone blank. There is a book up here with the word on it, and that's what I'm trying to look at. Oh my god. I'm not seeing the books. My books are very unorganized because I constantly pull them down, reference them, usually leave them down for month, two months <laughs> put them randomly back up oh my god I cannot believe I cannot think of this word or find the book that is actually named that and my ears just feel like all of a sudden they feel like like they need to pop well this is definitely a longer episode than, than I had planned actually I didn't plan there, there it is it was Ritual Offerings by Nephilim and uh, I was also going to talk about uh, the Holy Guardian Angel book from Nephilim because it has Rufus Opus in it, I was going to talk about that but I'll save that for later I guess uh, offering, offering offering, kind of this like um well you hear like magical current and I think this is generating and specifically earth 
a Tellurian current. And uh, that is what I wanted to generate. I don't do banishing earth pentagrams. One, because whatever showed up uh, told us that uh, essentially that's useless <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe he was just saying that because he didn't want to be banished, you know? But uh, anyway, uh, I invoke Earth all the time. And uh, this is just like me strengthening my own, um, my own force. Like, yeah. And another way I'm using this is with the ice tray. Uh, I put, I've got two of these and I've got them in wooden boxes, antique wooden boxes that my mom has had for years. And then I put a small piece of wood over the earth battery in the ice tray. I set that down into the wooden box, then put a piece of wood I cut over that and have a couple of small holes drilled through. One for the positive wire to come through and one hole for the negative wire to come through. And so in radionics, you often have like a not really familiar with radionics but I think it's like a sender and uh, there's something you put on there like the picture and then there's another piece that broadcasts that out so that's kind of the idea with a lot of the radionics stuff so the negative on I better look at this to make sure I'm saying this right Uh, the negative is where what you well for instance I told Kelly to write something that she wanted to happen uh, on a piece of paper and I set that on that I'm not seeing the box here it is it's covered in books of course alright so the negative comes up on a piece of uh, what I think is possibly I'm not sure what it is some sort of like mixed metal that is conducive and I have that cut into a triangle for the positive side and then I'm using a brass circular piece so it's a circle and triangle and they're cut to fit uh, in the box and the circle is what the negative is hooked to and the whole thing becomes uh, conductive you can put like one of those little uh, one of those little meters that test voltage and amps and stuff on uh, on these and it should be con- conducing the uh, these pieces uh, so the negative one the circle is where your wish or whatever you want to manifest is placed and then the triangle is I actually put a little silver wind that resembles an eye 
on the middle of the uh, the triangle because silver seems especially uh, conducive. Look, I, I'm not an electrical engineer. I'm a uh, tinker, and so I'm just kind of dabbling and experimenting. But this is uh, this is what came out of all of that rambling events that uh, I just gave you. These two things, the earth battery hooked up to the outside temple, uh, very large earth battery, like uh, in the center of it is a fire pit, if that gives you an idea of how, how large it is. And then these two small boxes. And there's a third thing as well, but I don't have it hooked up yet uh, to electricity. And, uh, so, yeah, uh, just thought I would share this, and, uh, if anybody else out there, oh, well, I am especially interested to hear if hooking a current up to your magic, uh, increases your magical potency, I guess would be a good way to put it so alright I'm going to leave things here on this night of Venus and uh, I believe it's around midnight now so I'm going to see what Kelly's up to and uh, I'll holler at you guys next time peace out